1: Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Welcome to pre-market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel
0: Elkanen, Dennis Dick. Uh, It was a relatively quiet morning until 20 minutes ago. And apparently, uh, peace talks are back on the menu. And that's the story of the morning. The whole market kind of, I don't want to say it turned on that, but uh, definitely changed the tone of the day. Uh, Stocks went up. Oil went down. Uh, we'll talk about the implications of that headline. There's a couple individual stocks we want to hit on as well. We want to talk about FedEx, want to talk about Nielsen and more. Stephanie Link is today's guest. You will probably have seen her on CNBC. She's a contributor there and the CIO of Hightower. Uh, she'll be on at 8.30 or so a few minutes after that. So, a lot to get to. Big show. Smash the like button. Here we go. Let's bring Joel on here. Joel, good morning. How are the charts? How
3: are the stocks? Uh, All right. My computer is uh, overheating here. I'm going to have to turn uh, the fan on. We we are (laughs) ripping. We're up 27 and three quarters handles at 45, 95, 75. Caught a bid right off that 6 p.m. open. And uh, nothing but good news, hopefully good news coming out of some peace negotiations. And the market's just ripping. That's all there is. And the daily resistance is so thin in here. I mentioned that uh, yesterday. So I don't want to tell you what my next daily high is because you guys won't believe me. And it's it's not in the lower forty six hundred handle. This is not good for crude, down three sixty two at one hundred two thirty four. It's not good for gold. That's down thirty two ninety at nineteen. 12. Uh not good for silver down 69 cents at 24 and a half. Uh Bitcoin big day yesterday digesting here at 48 48,200, let's call it. And uh Ethereum kind of doing the same thing. So, uh it's just uh well Ethereum's up 57 bucks at 34.9050. Uh Triple D, uh I hope you're doing okay out there. That's I see the yeah, holy macro. Yeah, heads I on guess... a
2: swivel. There is just a lot of movement. About twenty minutes ago or so, yeah. I probably would say the headline breaking. Spencer, can you give us those details, and we'll talk about the implications.
0: Um, Spencer had a uh, had his yogurt. Is was that the headline? You're talking. Oh, no, no, no. Pretty no. good yogurt because no. Marcus... several headlines. Uh, firing all all at once here. Uh, peace talks apparently were productive russia is scaling back it's operating military operations in kiev and
2: um that's the story that's the story and you're sticking to it
0: that's it that's the story
3: yep that's how come it. the market knew this how come the market knew this for like three four the five last six, three seven, weeks
2: yeah I, yeah but let's be honest here we've seen this story before and then nothing's materialized sure. from it so it's hard to just come in here and say oh yeah we're gonna go buy stocks like It's been a tough market. It's been a tough market. I've been talking about myself scrambling around and you know what? It doesn't give you a pullback. It doesn't give you much. You got to keep scrambling to get in stocks. And every time you get a little pullback, money managers are scrambling. I'm scrambling. Everybody's scrambling to get back in because this is the path that continues to go higher here. I'm biased long overnight. It's good news for me overnight here. Um, You've got to be biased somewhat. You know, you don't have to be biased, but I mean, if you're if you're bias short in this market to your tweet storm last night, Joel, if you've been like keep trying to call, you know, this got to start going down, it's got to start going down. Market doesn't have to do anything. And again, the long story short is, in trading, you have to be able to identify when you're on the wrong side of the trade and adjust quickly. That is how you that's how you save yourself money, and that's how you have longevity in this industry. Because we're all going to be wrong. And if you're a day trader, you're going to be wrong every single day. You need to figure out, you know, how to get on the right side of the trade when you're wrong and cut those losers identify quickly. So here we are again. I mean, I've said it for the last eight days now or seven days, you know, after four days of rallying, I was like, I'm on the wrong side of this trade. It's been another five days of rallying. Thank goodness that I switched my biases. So and I can start trading from the long side because if you keep thinking, oh, I'm going to short this pop, it's got to go back down. Again, it doesn't have to do anything, but the implications for this are obvious. Like you gave it, Joel, gold down, silver down, oil significantly down, defensive stocks trading down. I guess cat and deer are thrown in the mix now as, you know, defensive stocks or whatever, because they're trading down on this, too. Um, It's uh, it's. A market of relationships right now, and you gotta understand how they're related to the next Ukraine headline because the next one might be all oh, the peace talks didn't go so yeah, well. fall through. So you gotta know what to buy and what to sell. And that's yeah, and that's what's happening in this market continuously. Headlines still driving the market, but right now the silver lining is being found in everything. Well, I just it's like a bull we're we're we in a full long bear
3: market. I mean it's just it it's so it's so hard to you know to keep track, bull, bear death cross, all these different things
2: and the death cross was right at the bottom. (laughs) That's the stupidest indicator ever. And you know what? If you follow the death cross and on that Monday I'm just going to have a rant here because I don't even use any moving on. No, I think that was the low. (laughs) It was the very low. It was March 14th that we had the death cross. Uh And they talked about it on CNBC nonstop. Everybody coming in. Everybody was bearish. It was the day JP Morgan downgraded China and said that it's uninvestable Uninvestable, at the very bottom. This proves to you my theory that nobody knows anything. Idiots. Idiots. (laughs) And you're following a death cross, you're like, I got to get out. Death cross, golden cross, cro- hot cross buns, useless indicator, mm-hmm. useless. And I'm not even saying that's my opinion. It's a fact. That's a useless indicator. So don't worry about any crosses. Worry about, you know, read your price. Price is what pays. I mean, that's what is is telling you. So you can say, okay, well, the momentum's getting started now. How late are you to the party when you're selling on the death cross? It was going down for a year, a lot of stocks. And now you're selling them? So anyways, I'm not going to say I wasn't bearish down there. uh, But again, it was hard to start going short down there because we said we were oversold, and we were. And you know what? Now we're overbought, and we are. But that doesn't mean we have to go down today. It doesn't mean we have to go down tomorrow. And if they get peace talks going, We'll be at new all time highs. And we've said that the whole time. That's the that's the wildcard for you I'm, bears out there. Peace talks equals new highs.
3: Well, they also mentioned and I just caught it in the corner of my eye that I mean they're actually scaling back. Uh I mean, I haven't seen verification of that. I mean that that's what you know you're hearing that you know if the fo- you know, the troops are actually going the other way. I mean, that I'd like to see visual confirmation of that, but uh that's what's being reported. That's what's hitting the tape. That's what's moving the markets, right? So don't so, argue with the markets. The markets are right.
2: So well, that's it. You can't. You can have a thesis, and you can play out that thesis. But when it when you, we're on the wrong side, how do we? How do you, everybody says? How do I know I'm on the wrong side? You're red. Yes, you start losing money. That's how you know you're on the wrong side. So I mean, and this has been the case for the shorts for a while. I mean, does it make? Fundamental sense that AMC is trading up 20% or 30% yesterday? No, but it doesn't matter because that's what happened. Does it make fundamental sense? Like people, multiple people messaging. Me. How can GameStop be up a hundred percent in five trading sessions? Because it's not connected to fundamentals. It can go anywhere the hell it wants. So it hasn't been connected to fundamentals for two years. It's probably worth five bucks, but nobody cares. And you know what? You're not going to short it because if you're shorting the thing, you're getting you're getting killed on it. It looked like it was trying to reconnect with fundamentals, but it's not. So, I mean, you've got to use that and use that as relationships. And you know what? It's been working. Right now, there are relationships. We've talked about these before. Relationships work. GameStop starts blasting off, takes AMC with it. Well, look who else joined the party yesterday. Bad Bath & Beyond started joining the party yesterday. And then you had all the other ones start joining the party too—the high short interest names, the other meme stocks. And don't forget crypto. Don't forget crypto and crypto too. Yeah, I it's mean, all the nothingness trade. I mean, all these stocks. My Bed Bath and Beyond's got the stores, but I mean, stocks that are you know not trading off of fundamentals. We'll say that I, stocks I, that are I not trading prefer, off fundamentals are all moving together. I prefer if we called it assets that are further out on the risk curve. Is that not, not trading on fundamentals? Non-fundies. Fine. These are non fundies. They're nothingness you, trade. I don't know where
0: you're lying, man, but all right.
2: Don't Spencer's trying to get in Webster. I, <laughs> I hated Bitcoin at 35,000. I hated it. The chart was not looking good. I rebought my Bitcoin at 38,000 because I realized it was on the wrong side of the trade. Thank goodness, because now we're up here at 47,000. So I don't even know what to say. I'm in a lot of this trashy crap too now. And it's down a little bit today. It's pulling back today because it's working. So am I going to stick around in all these stocks? I don't know. But, uh, you know, they're not long-term investments, some of these things. But as short-term trades, there's a lot of these little trashy stocks that have consolidated for a few days and are starting to show some life. And there's a lot of, you know, even the Kathy names. We talked about this yesterday on the show. ARKK had five days of consolidation in the same area. It's starting to look higher here now. It's starting to look like it wants to go again. So maybe there's still nosebleed valuations in those portfolio, but I mean, they're buying nothing and other stuff. So why can't ARKK start to break out again? So, I mean, it's looking kind of healthy. So this is a market where you've got now a level to lean on in ARKK. You don't have to lean on the low of the move. You have, bring up the ARKK chart, Joel, to my point. Got it. The yeah. last five days, 62, look at the lows, 6224 24, 62, 61, 63, and then yesterday, yeah, sixty three forty six. And then yesterday was sixty four fifty two. You got 62-63, huge support level. All of a sudden, we can put a trade on some of these things because we can lean on that level now. So I mean, that's all you need. You need a level to lean on. We have it, and the bull thesis is still intact. And that's we don't. We think that the piece, you know, that eventually is going to be a ceasefire potentially, and. You know, we don't care about inflation, that the interest rates are going to tackle inflation. That's the bull thesis. It's a real thesis. Is it right? Nobody knows. But you have to right now be positioned that, hey, maybe it's not the end of the world. Um, somebody would have to remind me, because it's been
0: a minute here, but when is the last time we actually got a peace talk headline? It's been several weeks. It's probably been two or three weeks since we've had, like a, cause, but this is like the third or fourth one that we've had, though right there was there was a there was a brief moment there where there was a peace talk headline it seemed like every couple of days right remember they were like they were having phases of peace talks um is this is this the big one here i guess we'll only be able to say that in hindsight the markets for the moment acting like this is not something to be ignored um and and we've said all along these two you know russia and ukraine make peace with each other and we're back probably back to all time highs here so is this the start of that i don't know is is this just another move to fade that could also be it so it could uh, be yeah um
2: that's why this is absolutely the market i just want to pound this into people's heads i'm making no money zero money predicting the next move i'm making it all based on short-term relationship-based trades and you know what profitable um last week i had my third down day of the year not too bad how many days or have we had this year how many trading days 30 something uh, 30 something more than that probably 55 20 20 uh, so despite being dead wrong despite being dead wrong and everybody wants to pull out yes i was bearish at the bottom yes i went to cash and yes maybe my long-term portfolio isn't performing as well my trading account's doing pretty good guys You have to go with what the flow is. I know everybody loves it when I lose money, and that's cool. You can love it all you want, but I'm telling you, you have to be able to change your opinion when you're wrong. And you know what? In this market, it's good to not even have an opinion. Take your opinion, throw it in the garbage, and trade what you see. Trade the relationships. GME starts breaking out. We talked about this on the show. Spencer, did we not talk about this on the show a week ago when GME had the big candle? Did we not? from 100 to 125 and I said, I'm buying these trashy stocks. You, you said, I know, I was surprised. I'm buying these trashy stocks. Well, so look okay, at my portfolio. So I want, my... my trading portfolio, I want to throw up. Okay, because okay. Because it's what... all junk in there. Okay, but you what... know what, it's paying.
0: What is the relationship between these, to, to use
2: your words, trashy stocks and, and world peace? I don't know if there is one. That's a good question. And this is one we can throw to the chat too. Is world peace good for the mean stocks? I don't know. I don't know if I know the answer to that question. I don't know either. First, On first, on GameStop and AMC are trading down on this headline, so maybe not. I don't know. I don't know if I know the answer to that question. But I know when GME is trading down AMC is trading down, I know Bed Bath & Beyond is going to trade down. And I start thinking, well, some of these other memester stocks, you know, that high short interest list that you gave, Spencer, which is a great list. You start thinking yeah. about maybe that one's the list to take some profits in. But maybe this is just a healthy little pullback for GME. And it's going to be two hundred and fifty later today. We don't know that either. You know, this stock has just been an absolute monster. Let's let's just call it. It's up a hundred percent in five days. I mean, everybody had it for dead, including myself. I brought. I I said it came back to life on that big candle. As soon as it went from ninety five to one twenty five, it's got to be going off. Warning, Will Robinson, if you're short any of these high sh- retail, you know, driven names, because that was a short squeeze starting, and this short squeeze has been punishing, punishing shorts for five, six days. You can trade on fundamentals sometimes. Right now, you can't. So I guess the
0: only question here is, do we believe when, when Russia says they're pulling back military operations away from Kiev, do we believe that's that's going to happen? Do we believe that they're operating in, in good faith? Because if we do, then theoretically, we're on the path to actual peace, and then we can resume our our march to do you know, uh, every everyone can can move on and uh and 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 we can go higher. I, we don't you know, know the answer. Man, to that, that, that's
3: I, that's putting things a little. I mean, well, there's I still other things going on that are you know, interest sure. rates are for going sure. up, inflation's going up, the housing market looks a little teetering. I mean, there's still other things going on, but. This market has become so short-sighted, right? Eh, well, something will roll around. Like we'll get, like they'll be talking about going a half, or you know, a, a half, two meetings in a row. There, there always will be something out there. This was just something that, and it's it's far from over. But it was it was just a big unknown, and yeah. uh, and you know, it's something the market hasn't dealt with in a long time. But you know. You, you look at the you look at the price action before this, and you know it's easy to be amazed afterwards. But seeing what was happening while it was going on, you were thinking the market market doesn't is not worried about this war. I mean that that's that was what it was telling me. Now you know is it over? Is things. Still a lot of things to go, but you know, right now, you know, the price action, Dennis, you mentioned like new all-time highs a few times ago, and I'm thinking about, like, okay, that's really optimistic. But this market just gets so it gets so much momentum, and it used to be that you know the downward momentum was more fierce than the upward momentum, but now, I mean, machines they'll they'll sell this market off and and buy back up Both just as quickly. Joel, yep, to your point. They,
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's vicious in both directions. Don't kid yourself. Like, there are some people who have absolutely been punished in this last move. So you think, okay, I'm in cash and, you know, this is a punishing move. There are people that are short this market. There are people that are short some of these stocks and they're like, oh, you know, so they're actually not, it's not the fact that they're not making money when it's going up. They're actually losing money when it's going up. It's a very tough market right now. We literally punished all of the longs for the first three, two and a half months of the year. And then it was too easy on the shorts. So now that we're ripping their face off too. So it's a menacing market, man. And and, and everybody's holding the death cross at the bottom. Thanks to CNBC <laughs> it for all day that day. Mitch? The only thing I would say is the most was leaning bearish at the bottom, right? Uh, uh, for sure. Now was, the most is yeah. leaning bullish. I, well, I don't know if
4: they no, are yet.
2: I don't know. I don't look the Bears have thrown in the X towel. the chat, exa chat. I'll put right, a poll right, up. All right, no, no, all right. I'll, Ask the chat, but I'll, I'll, I feel I'll like right now I'll, I'll put a pull. I don't feel like it's that. I, I don't know. I feel like the Bears are still trying out there. I don't feel like they've given up. I gave up four days ago. Thank <laughs> God. But I mean, the Bears, the, the Bulls here. Are, are rocking and rolling right now i don't know when the party ends but you know tesla continued the party yesterday it's continuing the party this morning i mean there's no move better than tesla here and yes at 750 dollars i didn't like the stock at all atalia one two three four five six seven eight nine trading days later wow what a reversal so you know do you think tesla's going back to 800 anytime soon uh, probably not. Now you've caught a whole bunch of shorts in this thing again. I mean, we're within striking distance of an all time high on Tesla, Joel. After, I know. after you know, after, after eight days, we were down like 40%. It's got it all back in eight days. I've never seen resilience like this. It's impressive. Yeah, I've got I, I no idea for my vote. <laughs> <laughs> Bulls or bears? God, Wait, I had no idea. <laughs> I, I should. I should also note that change it, trading opinion for now.
0: Should also note it's not just Tesla. A lot of EVs are bid up this morning. Um, but with regards to going back to the trading, the the implications of, of peace, right? And you've already seen it happen this morning, right? What re- what stocks moved on that headline? You had uh, the defense stocks were at right? Lockheed. North of Grumman, Raytheon, yeah, all yeah. trade down. What about the fertilizer stocks? Mosaic, which has been one of your biggest runners here. Yeah. Uh down big in the pre- down down four dollars this morning. Yeah. Uh, right on that. And, and and there's a there's a handful of other ones as well. You have any agricultural stock. I think you mentioned John Deere and Caterpillar. Any any company where the imp- the implication was we need to invest in to um uh, to have a less reliance on exports. Well, if exports aren't going to be a problem anymore, if global exports are not going to be a problem, then we don't need to do, worry about it. So, so John Deere, Caterpillar, your fertilizer stocks, Mosaic, your defense stocks, all any any company, any stock. Uh, thank you, ADM, um, from Hunter in the chat. Um, any any stock that just had a huge run here, yeah. uh, you would expect to see some weakness today.
2: Yeah, I think so. And the one thing to remember is: look today, take down and write down the stocks that are weak on this. If you don't know them, Um, you know we can we can just go over them. But you're giving out a a lot of good you know relationships here, just as much as we had the COVID stocks. Remember, yeah, yeah, exactly. We had the whole list of these are the stocks that are benefiting from COVID, the lockdown and the non-lockdown. Now we have the Ukraine and the non-Ukraine. You know, like a majority of stocks are want the peace talks, but there is, you know, the, the oils and stuff are going to benefit if there's no peace talks. So they to throw all those stocks in that bucket because we're not about lockdown and non-lockdown stocks anymore. We're about war and peace stocks. So what stocks do better in war more times? What stocks do better in But
3: I, I will That's say, there there is, we were kind of looking at a reopening trade, a strong reopening trade before the, the war broke out, right? And it kind of, you know, that put us like someone mm-hmm. asked, yes, like, why is Carnival Cruise Lines up so much uh, yesterday or the day before? Well, oil was coming in, right? So I think. I think this gives uh I think this gives a little bit of a you know the reopening trade that had stalled yeah, a little bit. I think it I think you gotta look at this. Uh spoo's over forty six hundred now. Uh, I'll say it now, next daily high, January eighteenth, forty-six sixty-three and a quarter. I will do my old uh, walk-on hands uh, down to the office on the lodge if we get to 46.63 <laughs> in a quarter. All right. Last time but, I said that, the
2: market did it, and people are like, be careful. I know. But good I'm point, the- Joel. I mean, here we are, you know, and now we can go back to another bucket. I mean, this is why we did a course on relationships, you know, like – This is why, you know, relationship based trading works. It's the one thing in my 22 year career that has been very, very consistent is understanding relationships and how they evolve and then understanding the new relationships before other traders catch on to them. And I mean, you're going right back and you're going back into the reopening bucket and you're like, boom, hey, that's a great thought process. All of a sudden, talk in peace, reopening stocks work as much as they didn't work yesterday when we were talking war, now we're talking peace, Reopening stocks work uh, better in that environment, so you do go to that bucket. Now the question is: Is the next headline coming out of yeah, there going to say, "No, nah, peace talks didn't go so well," and then you're going to see all this trade reverse? That could happen. You've got to be ready on that for that to happen, though. And don't kid yourself. People say you can't trade headlines. I tell you, the most consistent trader, I'm going to say it again: trade the headlines, and they realize these relationships and the implications. For what that headline means, the algos might hit it off the bat, but the algos don't even always get it right. But it's not instantaneous. They don't hit every stock in the whole market instantaneous like everyone would like you to believe. It's a slower process. Sometimes it takes even hours to figure itself out. So don't be afraid of headlines. Headlines are your friend.
3: I shouldn't have said that about the 46.63 in a quarter. We just talked on like another ten handles there. Do we get more? Well, there we go.
2: And look how slow this oh, move shoot. has been. Yeah. This move has been slow this morning because you know what? People are just waking up. Oh, they're talking peace. I better. They're not even at their desk. It's 825. The big money is still driving in and commuting in. And it's the same headline.
0: It's the same. Literally, it's a continuation. Oh, yes. Peace talks will continue. Oh, now we're saying that they're going to continue for the next, you know, two hours. Oh, now we're saying they're going to continue for the next two hours with some tea and coffee. Right. It's just the same. Tea and coffee, Really? It's just the same headline. It's just adding a little bit of detail every single time.
2: Oh, man. Oh, but man, it's slow. Oh, really I share. I, because, I, especially I, in the pre market when you get these things, because the money managers, are – big money isn't even at their desk yet. They're managing other people's money. They're enjoying their family, eating breakfast with their family right now, and they're going to commute <laughs> in here in a half an hour. Well, you can already position yourself for what the big money is going to do. So, am I fading this move right now? Not until I see another headline that comes out and says, nope, this is BS. I mean, then I'll change. But right now, you're probably, you're seeing follow through. We've rallied another 15 handles since we started the show. You're seeing follow through here because you know what? This is good news for stocks. Headlines matter, folks. Whether yeah. you, know, you want to believe it or not, it's the driver. It's what's driving the bus. It's not the pretty cup and handle chart. It's the headlines. Wait, yeah. can, can who knows the ne-
3: next headline? I mean, uh, Russia storms out of the meeting, you know, and, uh, and Putin says no. And, you know, things like, you know, who, who knows what can And, and we're with... not in
2: the business of predicting the next headline. Yeah. We're in the business of trading the current headline. And right now, with the current information that this market has, unless you're Putin, who knows the next headline to come, Yes. which is a huge edge. <laughs> um, you know, this is a bullish for stocks. So, I'm looking here and saying this actually makes some sense right now. Next headline may change everything. But right now with the current information, this move makes sense. Uh, 827
0: here, uh we hadn't even talked really any any specific stocks today, but that's kind of the point, right? Is whenever you get a headline that kind of turns yeah. off like this it kind of throws any individual mover, any sure. individual headline out the window. I just want to uh give a quick PSA that we are testing a new automated chat bot just for moderation purposes. It may be a little glitchy and may accidentally ban a few people for using emojis. I'm sorry. We're working on it. <laughs> but it, it, If you do get banned, I will unban you. <laughs> Lucky. I don't use emojis <laughs> for using emojis. Okay. I just wanted to throw it out because we, I've had a couple people reach out to me on Twitter already. I'm like, what, what are you doing? Are you...? Sorry. It's not, uh, we're working on it. Um, it's not you. It's me. It, it's not you. It, it's it's our bot that we're testing. Uh, what did I want to talk? Okay, I wanted to actually move on to at least one or two individual names. Maybe yeah, we can bring on our guest here. Uh, Nielsen Dennis. We talked about this several times. Where there's smoke, there's often fire. Uh, I guess third time is a charm here this morning. Nielsen is getting getting acquired. Uh, that 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 is confirmed. The stock was halted. Did it come out of the halt? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's out uh, of the halt. Okay, out yeah, of the halt now.
2: Actually. Yeah, it's out of the okay.
0: So deal is happening. I think twenty what? What twenty six was twenty eight was the price? I believe
2: uh, it's 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 confirmed. Deal's going down. It's confirmed. twenty yeah. so eight. Why did we go to twenty nine? Let me confirm the number here. Get the price for us, Joel. Yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. That, no, that, no that, I'm just 28.
0: curious. Twenty eight is the price.
2: Oh man, this was <laughs> one we talked multiple times in the show. I I talk about it on the show and then I forget about it. It's not a it's not a stock I think about every day, Nielsen. But multiple times in the show, I'm like, this where there's smoke, this fire. And the the best was that first day, which was the 21st, when there was like, you know, talks. Okay, well, it doesn't look like we're gonna be able to get a deal done with them. And the stock went down to under $20 in the pre-market. You won't see that on the bar, but it was trading like 19. And I was like, if it came all the way back down to 18, so that was too cheap. And um, obviously, closed up that day. It's been holding on, holding on. Now, you actually do get a deal. So when you get rumors of a deal, it pops. And then the rumors kind of fizzle out. And you get back down to that point where it was before. That's the striking point. So that's the strategy. And because now, you know, you have that possibility the deal could still happen. And in this case, you, you would have got paid handsomely. So congratulations to the Longs. Wish I was with you. I wanted to be with you. I was too cheap on that first day. Should have paid up. Mm. Same thing with Kohl's. Uh, you got that initial pop-up
3: to 64, then they brought the haircut all the yep, way in, filled again. the gap, 52. Then you got that news again, and uh, you had some non-believers up again. But now yeah. you're forming a base at 60. So, sure, taking a while. They're sure taking their time to decide on that deal. But uh, I hope
2: it comes the- back to 55 again. I'll tell you, I think Coles gets bought, too. I think it does eventually go through. That's just my thought. I don't know if I'm right, but... I'm thinking eventually this deal could go through too. So with the smoke this fire. It's popped up a couple of times. I mean, I, it's been a, a retail. It's, it's a, the valuation is cheap. We've talked about this one. It was a gift of 52 or 53 or even 55. Even if it didn't have a deal, now you're 61. I don't know if I want to pay up. Maybe the deal goes down at 65. Risk, know, risk is a reward is isn't as good as 61. Yeah. At 55, it's nice.
0: Yeah, the difference is
2: Coles hasn't come down. Nielsen did. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's all risk reward. Yeah. So you exactly. got to analyze where he came from and where you're going to if a deal doesn't go through. So Excellent. when it comes all the way back down, it's like, oh, the deal doesn't go through. It's kind of already all priced in. Kohl's, when it leaked the whole thing back, I mean, because of the overall market effects, that was, you know, a market, you know, throwing the baby out with the bathwater to a certain extent. <laughs> and boom, then you get the headline and it pops back up there. So down at 55, I like it. I don't want to pay up here because the deal doesn't go through. This thing will be back at 50. Everyone in the chat now is trying to antagonize our our chat bot, So whatever, <laughs> you, get
0: what you, you, get. Chat you get what you get. what uh, you get. Let's just bots. Do like let's, we don't have
3: enough bots in here. Now we got to create our own bots. bots. All
0: right, all right. Let, let's just talk quickly, and then we're, I'm going to bring on Stephanie Link. I just want to mention FedEx here. Um, uh, founder, CEO, figurehead, uh, everything. Uh, Fred Fred Smith, the the guy who. Founded and created FedEx, uh, stepping down and retiring as CEO. That was announced uh, yesterday, I believe. And,
2: uh, right? Yeah, yesterday. So, FedEx actually popped on that headline. It did. Yeah, Yeah, it was choppy ahead of the headline, and then the headline broke, and then boom, now we're up seven bucks. Again, this was a buying opportunity on that dip. We talked about it that day. I wish I would on have bought it down day. to 212. And it's like, okay, well, here's you know a dip after the day where the bottom was apparently in. So you got to be using those opportunities on some of those earnings dips to have, rebuild your portfolio. I didn't rebuy FedEx. I should have, and I'd already be up 20 bucks on it. So I don't know. At this point in time, now it's back at 240 resistance. I mean, now it's like, okay, I missed it. I think what they're liking about it is, you know, there's been some
3: talk about selling off on divisions or splitting up the company a little bit, and maybe he was not in favor of that. And now with the dude, I mean, just, that's just something that I heard uh, or I read this morning on it. Uh, nice pop uh, 670. Dennis mentioned that 240 level. That is a level we haven't reached it yet in the pre-market Pre market high got close to there. So we'll keep it. First, we'll keep an eye on the pre market high at uh, 39.12. And then you just have that one pesky high there at 240. And uh, wow, you're probably not even close to getting back half of this move, right? Because you were close to 320. And uh, boom, that retracement tool is not working great there. But on the monthlies. I'll do it in my head. We went from 320, Comes out right down. Yeah. Oh, this is an easy one because it went to 200, right? So 220 point move, right? You take uh, half of that, 110. 310? That's not right. What am I doing? I'm Mayor Matthews. Joe, go
2: back to grade two. 120,
3: 60. So 250 would be 50%. All right. 300 would be back at all-time high. Spoo's getting a little choppy up here, getting a little nervous.
0: Got to 11 and the quarter. Headline, enough with the headline. Let's bring on our guest today. Um, crude, crude is
3: headed towards that low of the move. Look at that, down seven
0: bucks. Crude uh, is ninety eight dollars now. Uh, Stephanie Link, you've seen her on, on CNBC. She's a contributor there. She's also the CIO and portfolio manager at Hightower Advisors. Let's bring her on the show right now. Stephanie, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks, Thanks for having me. me. Thanks for joining us. Uh, what do you make of, of this action this morning? It was relatively quiet till about an hour ago.
4: Yeah, we have um, been dealing with the headlines every day, right, in terms of the war with Russia and Ukraine. Some days it's good news, some days it's bad news. I don't know if I trust it, quite honestly. But we also have, even if we get some sort of res- resolution on the war front, we also have inflation here across the spectrum of the economy. And we have a Fed that's behind the curve. And so I think all of these reasons are the are the reasons why we have seen the market overall, the, mul- uh, the, the multiple contract. We started the year at 21.4 times earnings. We're now at about 18.5 times. The historic average, depending on rates, is about 16 times. So I think we're gonna be in this choppy environment for the for the medium term. So the news is great today if it's true, but we still have other things that we have to deal with. And I uh, know, and oh, by the way, we had a pretty hawkish Fed last week that really went unnoticed.
0: When you say depending on rates, can you elaborate more on what higher rates would, would mean for that historical average?
4: Yeah. I mean, look, I think when lower interest rates is very favorable for, for risk on assets. And if we do see higher interest rates, we could see multiples contract even more. Um, I don't know if we're going to see it, the multiple get to you know, 15, 16, but it, it's possible. Um, and, uh, and, and actually, I don't want to s- sound like I'm such a bear because I'm really not. I'm actually just more balanced this year. Yeah. Um, I entered this year being more Um, heavily weighted on the cyclicals, the reopen plays, some more valued ideas, and into the decline of growth, I've actually been balancing out my portfolio and adding to more technology names. Now, you ask about interest rates. If interest rates go higher, long-duration assets are really going to be out of favor, but I just think technology, total addressable markets, um, that's a place... where I see opportunity and I have been underweight technology for quite some time in the, in about in the past year, I've been about 10 percentage points below my benchmark in tech and calm equipment. If you add the two together.
2: How do you approach a market like this that's so headline driven? I mean, it seems like we can't believe, you know, we don't know what to believe. First of all, we hear peace talks and oh, it's not going so well. And then the next headline comes out and there's escalation and then there's de-escalation. The market whipsaws and gets chopped around. How do you approach a market that's so headline driven?
4: It's hard. I mean, this is a harder year than we have seen in quite some time. I mean, I, I I look back in the last two years and there were so many great opportunities and you had the Fed as a tailwind with all of the monetary policies, and of course we had the fiscal policies as well. Now all of a sudden you you you, you, uh, you turn to this year and you have more more headwinds, right? You have a Fed that, by the way, they're still buying bonds until the end of the month. They're buying as much bonds this month as they did in April of 2020. So there's still plenty of liquidity Crazy. in the system. And yet now they're on this tightening cycle. So now you have the Fed going from tailwind to headwind. Uh, you do have inflation and the unknowns there. Um, and and, and you, of course you have this, this war issue. So what, you, what I try to do is um, I, I try just to focus on fundamentals and I am longer term. And I heard you guys talking about FedEx before I got, got on the show. That's a perfect example. As you guys were saying, you know, when it did get to, you know, when it did dro- drop near 200, it, that was a buying opportunity. The problem is if you go back and look at a five-year chart of this stock, I mean, this is at the same levels that this stock was at. Uh, in back in 2018. And and so I applaud that they're getting a new CEO, but the stock really has underperformed. So I don't want to get caught into, you know, oh, it's it's cheap, And and there's an opportunity. Um, It's cheap for a reason because they have misexecuted for so long. Um, There are opportunities, though, like why not own a UPS if you believe in this theme uh, like I do. A UPS is trading at 17 times earnings. Um, It's much more expensive than a FedEx, but they have executed. Carol Tomei is a rock star CEO. And so I look for opportunities uh, in the in this challenging environment, but you got to stay a little bit longer term. You can either day trade this market, which is not my thing, <clears throat> or you can look for opportunities. One other name that I've been recently buying on the dip was Fortinet. Um, I think cybersecurity is a, a great. Uh, total addressable market story. This company's done a great job in terms of executing and really building out their products. And we know this theme is here to stay. And that stock fell as much as 16% um, year to date a couple of weeks ago. And so I decided to add to that. So I'm looking for opportunities along the way, um, trying to avoid some of the value traps, like I said, on the FedEx side, but there are plenty of other ideas out there.
3: Uh, Stephanie, uh, you know, you deal with you know, probably, you know, higher net worth individuals, investors, and whatnot. CNBC, you know, caters to, you know, a broad crowd here. We have, you know, very active traders, also some people that are, you know, look just managing their portfolios as well. Uh, but in this like what do you, what advice do you give the young people about mm-hmm. investing in the market and just general tips i mean and and by young you know for younger demographic let's let's say 30 and younger because we've really extraordinary markets over the last couple of years what what long-term advice do you give to young investors
4: well you know it's funny i have a 15 year old daughter and she uh, is in a freshman and, and they have a finance class an investment class and so i've been working with her on how to pick stuff Sucks, right. And uh, first and foremost, the number one thing I would say is you have to be diversified. Um, I I would recommend being longer term as an investor, uh, but I completely understand if it's more fun to to, tr- to to day trade as an investor, though, you look for, in my opinion, big blue chip companies, number one or number two in their industries and a very good CEO and a bench, right? Not just the CEO. I place a lot of credibility in management teams. And I've met, I have about 40 stocks in my portfolio. I've met every single CEO. Um, I wouldn't invest in a company if I didn't do a lot of homework. And I would suggest everyone to, it's very much available for investors to go on their websites, to listen to uh, conference calls. Uh, and, and, and and Zoom into uh, conferences in general, uh, they're very much available. And I think to get to know a management team is very, very important. Then I look at balance sheets, free cash flow, uh, and then I look for catalysts as well uh, in terms of, is there something happening at the company that can get better? And that's not appreciated uh, in the marketplace at the current Price or valuation. And then, speaking of valuation, that's very important. I look at a variety of, of ways to value a, a stock. Is it PE? Is it EV EB to EBITDA? Is it price to sales? Every industry trades differently. Um, and you have to learn each industry and, and how they do trade. But I also look at historical valuations and then also forward valuations just to kind of get a sense of, am I getting a bargain or is this stock just cheap for a reason? Has it always been cheap? That kind of thing. But I think if you can get the number one or number two players in the industry on sale, if you will, so it pulls back into a, a headline on you know Russia or Ukraine, if you look for an opportunity, uh, I think that uh, that has served me well over the years.
2: Stephanie, do you play any of the high growth stuff then? Because if you're always looking at valuation, I mean, obviously, this, you know, when 2020 was a market, the valuation kind of was thrown out the window almost, and they were just buying growth at any cost, um, you know, kind of the Kathy Wood style. Um, is there a point where you just look and say, okay, this is cheap relative to itself, and that's how you get into it? Or how do you, like, if you're a, a pure value person, how do you get into those uh, super high growth names?
4: Yeah, so I try to avoid non earners, because while the momentum is really exciting and really fun on the way up, on the way down, there's absolutely zero support. And we saw that with the Kathy Wood stocks, right? So it's to me, that's like, that's like playing a game, right? That's not investing, uh, unless you have Kathy Wood's time horizon, which is five years. Most people say they're long-term and they buy low and sell high. Most people are not long-term and they buy high and they sell low. It's very, very difficult to buy low and sell high. That that I know and I'm I'm humbled by it myself. Um, But that does not mean that I wouldn't find a company that is growing um, fast uh, Fortinet is a perfect example. It doesn't. It, it's very expensive at sixty times earnings, but the price to sales has come down from twenty times to twelve times, and that historically has been kind of the the buy point, if you will. So I will look in uh, in a high growth industry, and I will look especially in technology and also in healthcare. Um, but I like to look at where that where that stock is trading relative to yes itself. What what is this historical range? What do I think it can can it grow into? An earnings multiple, PE multiple. Um, so there's a lot of different ways to to evaluate the higher growth names. But I do try to focus on the companies that have earnings and have sustainable growth
3: we got to ask you one quick question. I mean, obviously you got the fundamentals down here uh, just covering a lot of the, the basic tennis. What about tet- how technical are you? Do you have any technical <laughs> analysis tricks for us or, or are you like one of those people that, you know, at the, the bottom of the sea at every ship, there's a, there's a chart room. Are you one of those kind of people? Or you got some technical uh, tips for us?
4: I, I am not a techni- technician, but I do have a lot of, friends in the business over the years that are and I will and I will often um, consult with them. So if I'm looking at a stock and I'm, I did all the homework and I did the fundamental analysis and I'm looking to buy it, I'll take a look at the pictures. Sure, anybody can look at them, but then I will consult with my my, my colleagues and uh, see what they have to say. And um, most of the times, you know, if you can combine technical analysis, fundamental analysis, even quantitative analysis, you can combine those three and three um, in uh, and, and they all agree with a, a buy point or buy signal that's really pretty powerful. So I respect technicians very, very much, uh, but I am not the expert.
0: Stephanie Link, uh, CIO, Chief Investment Strategist and Portfolio Manager at High Tower Advisors, CMEC contributor. Uh, pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much fun. for joining us today, Stephanie.
4: Thanks so much for having me, guys. Have a good day. All
0: right. All right. Uh, I, I liked how the initial reaction in the chat was, oh, that's actually her. Who else was it going to be? I said that she was going to come on. You think I was lying to you? <laughs> I wasn't lying to you. Anyway, uh, appreciate that. We are trying to and get. CNBC
2: let her come on this time.
0: Yeah. yeah. Dennis.
2: <laughs> we, Dennis, we had her. Oh, we're nice. not supposed to say that? We be had her nice. once and then CNBC blocked it. On be nice,
0: us.
4: Dennis. Be nice. I'm
2: not supposed to say what happens behind the scenes. <laughs> uh, no, it was a
0: long time coming. So I'm trying to get her out right for, for quite a while. She's uh, great.
2: She's great. We'd like to have her more. D-
0: didn't get the chance to ask you about Micron. She's bullish that stock in the airport earnings tonight, I believe uh yeah tonight so would have liked to ask her about that but but she had a hop that's okay uh on the earnings front though just to mention that quickly um i mentioned micron we have chewy tonight we have lululemon tonight restoration Hardware yeah. is tonight yeah pvh is tonight and sundial those those are your big ones look at um,
2: this yeah. i, I want to just go through the list of that for you and i want to show you you know this is where i've sold most of these stocks already here now rh up three percent ahead of the report pvh um hasn't traded, but it's a bit up right now. Buck and a half ahead of the report, which put it up over 2%. Chewy up 2.4% ahead of the report. Lululemon up 1.5% ahead of the report. Micron up 2.6% ahead of the report. Notice the theme. Owning stocks ahead of the reports. I guess it's an up day, yes. But these are up a lot more than the market, though. Exactly, exactly. A lot more. So the alpha extracted from being long. These stocks ahead of the reports working here once again. I had them all long overnight, and or at least into the, and I've sold them all now. So right, that, you big
3: big market tailwind though. I mean that that's definitely that, like that
2: helps it for sure. But again, yeah, for sure, no, you, you mentioned Up point seven seven percent on SPY, you're up two point six percent on Micron. I mean, find me a tech stock that's up two point six percent today. Q's are only up one point zero. There's a reason it's up two point six more, and that reason is probably that it's going to report. I mean, Applied Materials only up one point six. It can go to AMD. It's only up 1.8. Why is Micron up so much more? Wow, reports tonight. So, and knowing and understanding those relationships, how they're even related to their own earnings reports and the alpha to extract from there. There's a strategy there. I'm giving you strategies. Chewy doesn't move with GameStop, I've noticed, which is kind of weird. You think it would? You think it would? It does. You think it'd be like a meme stock, chewy yeah. chew on this Reddit stock? I guess it it's not though. It doesn't really. By, by the so way, the, so GameStop's giving back a little bit this morning. I mean, come on though, eight eight dollar give back. It just moved a hundred points. By the I don't way, even know a- this a- is even putting. There's no death cross happening here anytime. <laughs> Wait, so.
0: I just want to <laughs> add, a- AMC went green for the year yesterday. Did you notice that? Incredible. AMC went green yeah. for the year.
2: It's they not just now, jump on this place. bandwagon, man. And okay, and this is a good segue here because I had a question from our good friend Jeremy News. Somebody was asking for his group and asking, What is the psychology? Why do people dash for trash? Why do they want to jump in, you know, on these stocks that you know maybe don't make money? You know, maybe and maybe trash is a bad word for them. You know, I just use it because it rhymes. But why is this meme stock, you know, all of a sudden, you know. AMC, GME? Why are they disconnected from fundamentals? Why did they just all of a sudden blast off together? And the number one answer is really FOMO. I mean, and it's behavioral finance to a certain extent, where, you know, the psychology behind it is, you know, everybody's talking about it. And these are talked about stocks. And if everybody's talking about something, it starts to, you know, uh, it's and, and then it's when it's going down, people are still talking about it, but the FOMO isn't kicked in because people were talking about it, everybody's making fun of them. All of a sudden they start going up and now people are jealous and they're missing and they're like, what's happening here? And then they all of a sudden get some FOMO and then they get involved too. So you have a little bit of that, you know, herd mentality where everybody, it starts going. I got to jump in there too, because I don't want to miss. So all these stocks are grouped together because they're talked about so much in social media whether it be in Reddit, whether it be on Twitter, whether it be on whatever the hell else, Discord. There's so many different social media platforms now. But, you know, GME and AMC are two of the leaders. We know that, if not the leaders of this whole group. And then we know there's another tier of Bed Bath and Beyond. And you can get into that that list that you gave, the high short interest, because, okay, now these are squeezing. We're going to squeeze other names. So then they go jump on that highshortinterest.com stocks bandwagon there, and they start buying those names too. But, you know, it's basically FOMO to a certain extent, the fear of missing out. But why don't they eventually reconnect with fundamentals? I think they try. I think we're in a different environment here now, though, where there's so much social media driven um, stocks. And it, it's difficult when the story is still out there and the story gets hot again and then it cools off, the stock comes on. But the story never seems to just go away. Like if we go back to 10 years ago before social media was driving stocks. A stock would get hot in CNBC, and that was the major driver of news, and then it wouldn't get mentioned again. So the story just kind of goes away and the stock drifts off into nothingness. But I mean, the story doesn't go away. It still just gets recirculated and recirculated on these social media platforms, and it cools off. But it never seems to go away and that's why all of a sudden these things get hot again and you get it again and now they're off to the races again and people getting squeezed don't kid yourself there's short squeeze involved in here too where there are fundamental traders saying this is absolutely stupid the amc is trading at 28 it should be at five bucks and i'm going to short this stock and right now you got to know when a story gets hot we always say fundamentals don't matter so you've got to be very careful when the story gets hot the buzz is hot you don't want to be short those names, even though the fundamental story might not match where the price is trading.
3: I think also um, just the you know algorithmic trading, you know the algos and the volume, sure. and I Great think that point. that yeah that, that that is something that it just feeds into it, right? The, you yes. know one system trigger, you know a volume system gets triggered or a you know a, you know a, a pattern chart formation. Triggers boom institutions, so it just you get the momentum and and that that piles up. But always you need a catalyst, and that that's what you're addressing. But uh, I really think to see these kind of moves, like who would have you know a human would have bought a car up to five hundred. You know, or to where, where did it get to? Yeah, yeah. That, that's FOMO.
2: That's all of that. And you're, and, and there is some human involvement, but you are so right, Joel, when you say the algorithmic involvement too, because you've got the programs, you've got a lot of algorithmic trading. They understand what's moving. They get on. You could call it momentum ignition. You can call it all kinds of fun things. But really, they're just Momo. There's a lot of algorithmic traders that are just momentum driven. And they start seeing it going. And they're lifting offers. And they're you know they not looking back at bids. They're just yeah. taking the offer and taking the offer and taking the offer. And they're like, this thing's going. And more people are going to go. And sometimes the algo gets burned. But a lot of times it's right, and it gets it going, it gets it going. Then everybody else sees the price going higher, then they get involved. And then other algos get involved, and it's kind of just like, you know, and then it becomes like a hot potato just going up. You don't know who's going to get burned at the end. But that's how this happens. So algorithms have a huge involvement in this crazy momentum we see in these names.
0: I swear I had something else to add to that. I don't remember what it was. So It was like five minutes ago. That's okay, though. Um, we got Good a- think you don't get paid by the words. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> the, drop your tickers for us in the chat. We can spend the next few minutes doing some ticker time here. Uh, someone, Marcus, just asked if we can look at uh, Tilray. I know there was a few tickers from earlier. I did not write them down. So if you dropped a ticker in from earlier, please do it again for us now. Uh, Tilray, uh, the vote for those wondering about that. Got postponed to tomorrow. It Was supposed no. to be supposed to be yesterday. It got postponed over the weekend to tomorrow. So um, now oh, it's going to drive. <laughs>
2: wants to drive up. It, it, it sold off yesterday because it got postponed. But now they're buying them back here because oh, the vote's coming tomorrow. Uh, there is a there is a five hundred page uh,
0: report. If you want to read it, that outlines the arguments for both sides. That 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 was put together by houses uh, members of the house. If you want to read it, I can drop you the link to that, but. Uh long uh, inside day yesterday
3: so i mean i you guys you've, you've heard me talk about the fundamentals on this so i'm not going to bore you again uh but you know inside day you know i like to see it if i'm long i like to see it hold the close and not take out the low from yesterday uh on the upside sellers came down yesterday non-believers came down it made a lower high so 839 you want to get over that and challenge the high of the move
0: all right, looking at looking to see if any re, if we have any re, repeat offenders here or any tickers that are in there There's more a, than wow, once. Ask the, ask the bot, ask the bot, ask the bot. The bot's not that smart yet. We got to make it smarter. That's the thing. The bot smarter, right now yeah. is pretty stupid, which is maybe this part of it. It's
3: gonna ban you for calling it yeah, stupid. You can't say
2: the S maybe, word. Maybe, the, maybe, uh, four year old says that person said the S word. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> she always does. That's so cute. The S word, she said the S word. Okay, um. Let's look at
0: Snowflake here.
2: I've looked at Snowflake for a little while. It okay. It's the same chart as Arc, which isn't surprising. Ooh, You've got yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six days of consolidation, and now you're trying to break out. I think there's room to two fifty. Um, there's a gap in there too so there's definitely room yeah. at 250 joel you can see the nice little gap at 250 yep. 58 i think it fills the gap so um obviously next headline would change my opinion if it comes out you know in, in 20 minutes and they're like no peace talks, more war escalation well then that thesis changes but as of right now with the current information we have and the current momentum that this stock has i think there's the potential to fill that gap sooner than later
3: yeah, I mean it uh it had the nice move up and then you had the consolidation, right? And now you're breaking out of the consolidation. So uh at the first number uh, Dennis gave you that low at fifty fifty eight, uh, would be you know, that's only eleven bucks away. That would be the next target. Uh and then the day I always like to look at the close the day that it you know it had the big move and that's higher up. That closes at sixty four sixty nine. So there's a couple targets for you. But first things first, you got some room up to that gap.
0: Uh, I neglected to mention just now while we were talking about Tilray that the uh, the founder uh, of Tilray, uh, er, um, Erwin Simon, will be at the Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference next month. I just dropped the link to that in the chat with the discount code that you should use. So check it out there. Link is in chat. So is the discount code. Well, there you go. Show thirty. Miami Beach next month. Erwin Simon Beach. will be there. Canopy Growth will be there. Mike Tyson will be
2: there. Oh my gosh. That's that's the, right there. I wanna what's the what's the ears he's selling? The chocolate ears? Is it chocolate ears? Oh they're they cannabis. That's oh yeah, cannabis there. ears. That's right. Yeah. Cannabis ears. That's the point. Uh no, we we
0: fun. we may be um doing a raffle or uh, one of those 50/50s to see who wants to get slapped by Mike Tyson, you'll have to I attend. Have to attend <laughs> I'm not signing up for that raffle. <laughs> All right, let's do a couple more tickers here and then and then we'll go over to a uh, live trading. Um I'm okay, here's a new one. Uh not not new new, but like KMAX, uh KMX, CarMax. How's that doing? I'm
2: looking at that. Wow. One. Yeah, it's a little bit a little bit well, off. Well, let's think about this. Why? Why is Carmax just
0: well what's theoretically the logic behind
2: this thing not participating at all?
0: If no one can afford to buy cars, there you go. Then why do they need a Carmax report?
2: Right? Yeah. This is right there. I mean, oil prices escalating, and all of a sudden people are maybe. Well, you think you'd buy more used cars though? I don't know. Like you wouldn't buy a new car. I don't I think know. But I guess maybe you're just driving less, so, or maybe you're just going buying EVs, so you're not buying used cars. What's the
0: difference? I mean, what's the difference? A car is a car, right? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, this
2: is actually a stock that I've wanted in my portfolio before, and it's never come cheap enough for me. Maybe it's one I've got to, you know, kind of look at. It could support down ninety, but the relative strength in this thing is terrible. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean like... if you're if you're buying a stock that is sitting on the lows still, and it didn't participate in this rally, so it's going down. For three months and and going down. And then when the market turns, it doesn't start going up. That's the wrong stock. So relative strength's terrible. I have no idea if there's a catch-up trade here or not, but I mean your thesis, maybe people aren't buying as many cars right now. I don't know
3: what to say. I mean you lean on the low of the move, right? You thought maybe you had the low of the move. You thought you had a double bottom, ninety-five eighty-nine. You also had this low here at ninety-six thirty-nine. New low yesterday at 95.04. Uh, so lean on that first things first. Let's take is it bit up in the pre market, Dennis? Is there any? No. Is there no? No, there's no, that's, yeah, no
2: there's there's not even bit up on a day like this.
3: I mean, a couple, a couple, uh, just look at your daily highs uh, for targets 99.87, 100.58. That's really that's really the only thing i can give you i guess maybe if it gets back in uh triple digits and hold you might get some people that um excited but uh it's interesting that just hasn't participated in this rally these are and, not the uh, stocks you're looking for yeah
0: and, um,
2: asana i want to grab i'm grabbing at spencer because i saw it.
0: Oh, oh. we have any insider buys of late let's check Benzinga pro and find out
2: but you know what <laughs> it fits the bill so what well, i forget why two days ago why did we get hit what was the reason again offering my memory yeah there was a there was a shelf off Nick shelf you know what i could get talked into asana here because it's one that will if the market starts to go to all-time highs they will start buying this thing again it got knocked down a couple days for the shelf and you've got a shelf of a floor here around 37 bucks i could get talked into asan so no position but you got a little double bottom kind of from the last two days, 50 cents apart, but I'll call it a double bottom because we're in a wicked market. I think you lean on the low of the move, 3640. Not the overall low of the move, 31, because that's too far. But if you're buying it here for a long, say you pick it up at 40, stop yourself on under 3650 and give yourself a target. Maybe the thing could start getting going again. So I kind of I, I don't mind the Asana from a risk reward perspective here. I mean, someone's just
3: Yeah, well, I mean, I guess you could say it's been up here too, but first things first, let's get through 40, right? That's the pre-market high, and I'm just going to give you a shorter-term target uh, for today. That would be 43.18. That was your high from Friday. So if it could get you through 40, someone's more than willing to sell it here at 40. So if you catch the momentum there. You
0: want a fun stat? Dustin Moskovitz last bought shares of his own company February twenty eighth. This is officially the longest he has gone he's without buy buying stock. stock
2: since the last summer. This guy is like this gotta is the be, longest gap since the last summer. This bot person just buys his stock. <laughs> he puts his money where his mouth is. You got to respect that. He's been dead wrong because the stock has continued to come down. But man, that's a CEO that puts his money where his mouth is. Yeah. got to respect that. Sana, I, I I don't mind it here. All as right. a risky word. Stopping myself out, always setting up where the stopout is, thirty six forty right. Uh, before we hop, I want to plug our other big event, the FinTwit Conference in Vegas,
0: May 13th and 14th. I just put that link in the chat with a discount code for that conference as well. I fully intend to be there. Check that out. Uh, guys, that'll be a wrap for us here. Live trading with Benzinga starting now. Uh, Joel going over to Market pair plus. Dennis going to cover all those symbols that we Mm -hmm. missed, folks. Uh, Yeah, Marco, the FinTwit conference. I just put the link in the chat and here. I'll even pin it for you. I'll pin it to the top of the chat. There, it's pinned to the top of the chat. Use that link and that discount code BZYouTube20. Mike Tyson will not be at the FinTwit conference, but other good traders will be there. And Marie Band, I believe, will be there uh, maybe don't quote me on that. Uh, go to the website, see for yourself. And Hey, I, 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 I might be there. Maybe, maybe we can hang out and, uh, And uh, do whatever. All right. That's a wrap. Smash the like. Thank you to our guest today, Stephanie Link. Thanks to all of you in our chats, all of you watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Twitch. And, yeah, those of you watching us on LinkedIn, too. Hello. Good morning. How are you? Uh, Please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. That's a wrap. We're going live to Ryan, Mitch, Zunaid. Everyone, good luck today. Stay green. See
4: you later. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app.